All right, starting us off, it's going to be Ken and Danny Cunningham on Ken Dorsey. And uh, that clip we played for you guys last segment. Here we go. Almost said work for him. And he did. The internet got a little worked up over that. I mean, the truth's the truth. I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's working for him for crying out loud. But I do think I, I do think it was an honest slip of the tongue. But we also know how how important this is. Either he gets off the ground and he gets playing well, or or we're in trouble. I can't wait to get to work for him with him. What do you got, Danny? Come on, lay it on me. It, that was a very interesting clip. That was was an it interesting, interesting or was it concerning to you? Both. It, it was it, concerning. It, it's a little concerning that you would slip up like that. And I understand. Listen, there's slips of, of the tongue. It happens. You have them. I have them. Ken Dorsey has them. Yeah. But to do that in your first moment, it's it's going to, especially when with this franchise, people often question who has power because of how vague some job descriptions are. We don't know exactly who does what. The first thing yesterday that was talked about, and Kevin Stefanski didn't take questions, but he brought up the play calling aspect because he knows that's what everyone's going to ask about. But now when you say something, even as innocent as this, to where you slip up and say work for him instead of with him, people are going to hang on to that. People are going to think about that when, okay, well, is this happening because Ken Dorsey wants this to Mm -hmm. happen? Because Kevin Stefanski wants this to happen? Or is Deshaun Watson the one running the show here? Yeah, Deshaun Watson's the one running the show here. I don't get why this is such a big deal to people. I, I, I don't know why he wouldn't be the one running the show. In what world does Ken Dorsey have more power than Deshaun Watson? That's not a world I live in, okay? One guy makes $230 million as the franchise quarterback, and another guy's a fired, two-time fired offensive coordinator. In what world does the offensive coordinator get to make the changes and the calls more than the quarterback? It doesn't make sense to me. Not in that dynamic, not in the one they have. So I just I like that Ken Dorsey understands it. If Deshaun Watson wants a 10-piece mariachi band on the sidelines, guess what Deshaun Watson gets on Sundays? Yeah, exactly. I, he should get whatever he wants. I'm not mad about it. The whole season is built around the idea that Deshaun Watson has to get comfortable and has to be able to find himself in a a good enough way in order to win this team some ball games. So if that means Ken Dorsey has to genuflect at the altar of Deshaun Watson, then guess what? What's going to happen? All right, next up, it's going to be Nick on TV shows with his wife. But I realized that I think I've become that a-hole. Because Vanessa has a new vampire show. It's like vampires and witches. And again, it's a non-negotiable. I can't do it anymore. I can, listen. I actually think we've gotten to the point for a very long time. I was the one that watched things that I didn't want to watch, but did it for her. I watched the amount of rom-coms I watched for this woman should get me into heaven. Because I have no interest in the format. And honestly, she didn't turn around and watch sports with me. All right, when when your boy has turned on a Cavs game, she's not watching that game with me. She's not pointing out the the nuances of Greg Popovich's offense and how Victor Wembanyama is 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 adding new wrinkles. She's not doing that. Has not done it since the the very day. This is a woman. This I and I love her. She's wonderful. I I outkicked my coverage any day. She could leave me for an upgrade. I know this. It's a woman who tried to get me to not uh, watch Browns games before I was officially in Browns media. All right. Oh, but it's just in the middle of the day. These are the problems we've had. I think I'm officially the problem. Because this vampire witch show, guys, I couldn't do it.
got Teresa Palmer in it, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, one nice thing about working the night show is that I'm never forced to watch a TV show I don't want to watch because my wife just watches it in like now. Like when I'm on the radio, she watches it now, and she saves the good stuff for, you know, when I'm, you know, with her. Watched a lot of bad TV, though. Watched a lot of bad TV. I'm okay with it, though. I don't mind. So I never I never minded, like, the reality dating shows or anything like that. I've never minded that stuff. She has no interest in the witch shows, so I don't have to worry about that. Dodge that bullet. And then when it comes to, like, the other stuff, like the Vanderpump Rules and all the Bravo shows she likes, I don't know. I just end up getting involved myself. I don't know. I, I'm very simple with my TV watching capabilities. I, the only one I had a hard time with is that she got really into true crime documentaries. And it just took me a while to understand the formatting of it. And now I actually like those as well. It just, it took me a little bit, but I like them. More to all documents. I mean, all sorts of good ones out there. I, there I, 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 I'm on my own free time listening to podcasts about that, uh, that Idaho college murderer. I'm like, this is, who am I? It's not me. Now, the only problem with those, we watched this like four part special on Ted Bundy once. And then we spent the whole entire weekend doing it. You can't do that type of thing. You need to break it up. You can't do like seven, eight hours of, oh, look at that murderer just out there murdering and doing murderous things. You can't really do it that way. You, you got to break it up. That's my only problem with that. But she spaces them out good enough for me. All right, next up, it's Baskin and Phelps and the Cavs' current win streak. Mobley being aggressive, it's not about the other parts of his game. It's just that when he's aggressive, it's just it, he just he jumps off the screen. Did you see the pass he threw last night? Uh, he, he's a 6'11 guy who can do a lot of things as long as he goes ahead and allows himself to do it. You know what I mean? You, you, yes. And you just said it. you got to be aggressive, and he has been. And I just, honestly, Andy, I, I think he is the key for them to go from being a good team to a great team. I really do. I, Jared Allen has been stunningly good. Donovan Mitchell has been stunningly good. If Evan Mobley can do that, they go from being a good team to a great team. I, you can't coach 6'11". And then 6'11 with skills, that's, I think he's the key to the whole thing. But I, I've been saying that for, what, how long? The key to the whole thing? I don't know about that. I think we're doing a lot of reevaluating, and we need to do a lot of reevaluating of what Evan Mobley is and what Evan Mobley can become. And I think for this year, I don't know that he's going to be able to get there fast enough for what people want. If you're depending on Evan Mobley to take another step forward for this year, I think you're depending on the wrong guy. Just how I see it. I'm, I'm betting on Jared Allen and having that massive step forward maintained. That, I think, is something that is a better bet. I'm betting on Donovan Mitchell taking over games. That's what I'm betting on. I'm betting on the three-point shooting being as awesome as it has been. That's what I would bet on, as opposed to seeing some sort of leap from Evan Mobley that I just, uh, up until this point, I got more evidence of Narnia than I do Evan Mobley getting better offensively. He's been the same guy offensively he was in year one, now in year three. He hasn't gotten any better. Uh, how can I bet on him getting better at that point? It's it's a very tough bet to make. Part of the reason why the Cavs have won 14 out of their last 15, why they're the two seed right now, is because without Evan Mobley, they were able to shoot at such a high clip. December 15th, the wine and gold were a game over 500. They were the nine seed. Last night, they became the two seed. Night and day. And Evan Mobley had all but no responsibility in it. 
So I'm not going to bank on that guy for right now, but I do understand Phelps' main point. Get him to the postseason, and then in the postseason, if Mobley can transform himself, you have a different offense and a different team. I just don't think that's going to happen. All right, next up, good news around the station. Love some good news. Congratulations to the Wymas on a new baby boy. There is a new child in the world, ladies and gentlemen. That's our breaking news. We have a new child and we have a name. Lima and Sarah have had their child. Are you ready? Never been more ready. You want to take one more guess at the baby's name? The boy's name. It's a boy. It was a son, Tone! I have said for six months that it doesn't matter what they name him. I'm calling him Enzo. He'll always be Enzo the baby to me. When when Axel and Enzo have their own show, it's going to be Enzo the baby. Is it Tony Jr.? It's going to be called Daddy's Drinking Again with Enzo and, and Axel. Go ahead. What were you saying? Tony Jr. All right. That's your guess. What do you got there, Mitch? Kenneth. The name of the child, of the son, Mason. Mason. Threw me off a little bit. Totally threw me off. Totally threw me off. They named him Mason. Would not have guessed that ever. It's not Italian at all. I just wonder how many times Lima, and congratulations again to the Limas, how many times... Did he talk about Mason Rudolph versus Miles Garrett and then to come up with Mason? So that entire time, was he thinking to himself, boy, I just really love that name, Mason. I ever have a boy, it's going to be named Mason. I, I, It's a lovely name. It just makes you think of Mason Rudolph, does it not? It's the first thing I thought of. It's like having a kid in the city and naming him Bernie. You know what everyone's going to think? They're going to think Bernie Kozar. There's certain names you just can't name your kid in this city, right? Kyrie. LeBron. Bernie, do enough people think Mason Rudolph? Now, fortunately for this young man, uh, nobody is going to think Mason Rudolph like 10 years from now. So I think it'll it'll age a lot better than if you named your kid Bernie or LeBron or Kyrie, okay? Because that's timeless. But I just want to know what his head was thinking when he went through the Mason Rudolph fights. I would love to be a fly on the wall. Was he just the entire time? Like, I just love this name. Athletes shouldn't take a name off the board for you, though. If you love a name and it's a favorite name of yours, athletes shouldn't take the name off the board. Unfortunately for myself, it does. Because I, one thing I've always enjoyed, when I watch people in my life, I, and not necessarily people I'm close friends with, but people that I'm like Facebook friends with, where at one point we knew each other, but I, I don't really keep in touch with anymore. I've had a couple instances of me having friends that I've lost touch with, don't keep up with, and they, they name a baby of theirs, Jonathan. And what I like about that is that they clearly had to have th- had to thought that I was a decent enough human to name their kid my name. Because if not, then I would have been the reason why they didn't. Because there were names we vetoed in coming up with, uh, you know, certain names if we were to have a boy. We always knew we wanted Charlotte for a girl. But for a boy, there were certain names we vetoed based off the fact that I knew guys I didn't like named that name. Like, that's a thing. So... I'm, I'm happy Mason Rudolph didn't take the name off the board if that's what they truly loved. All right, Nick Wilson talking about the offensive line. Here we go. I think, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I think Jed Wills would have to have the season to end all seasons for you to really consider uh, extending him next year. 
And I would just not be shocked if Jed Wills had a regression without Bill Callahan there. And my number one concern of who's most likely to regress, like, guys, Wyatt Teller is a player. I, unless you're going to use Wyatt Teller outside of what, what he does good on the football field, I think Wyatt Teller is going to be pretty good. I think I think Joel Batonio. My only concern with Joel is injury and age at this point. Joel Batonio knows how to guard. All right? Um, Jack Conklin, health and age. Jack Conklin knows how to play right tackle in the NFL. Posick is a little bit. Posick scares me a little bit. Posick felt like a Frankenstein reconstructed by Bill Callahan. Jed Wills, it's always been 80-20 with Jed. All right, for more on this, what did Brian Baldinger say about the offensive tackle situation? What did Brian Billick say about Deshaun and whether or not he can be a top-five quarterback? We'll do both of those when we come on back. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on The Fan.